it's me, Jake. Big Monday. Big Monday. Big people. Big people. Feeling good. Vaccinated. Lady Jerry is a little bit uh, under the weather today. So, um, well, not under the weather. She's just feeling pretty tired today. So she's taking it easy. Lady Jerry, uh, I don't think is going to make it in. But you never know. She may, she may decide to to pop in at any moment. Rich, good to see you. I can see that you're watching there. I'm just trying to tune tune in on my own uh, Facebook page here to see if I can um, see if I can see all you guys. Uh, uh, let me let me get rid of this effect. Ed, you're there. I see you. I see you, Ed. Um, okay, let's just get rid of that. It's me. Hey, everybody. It's me, Jake. Uh, looking good. Feeling good. I mean, you're looking good. I don't know if I'm looking good. Oh, yeah, the, there's a lot of reflecty stuff going on. Oh, I guess I can't really... There we go. That's maybe a little less reflecty if I do that, is it? It's hard to, it's hard to get all the technical things the way you'd like to have them for the show. Um, Keith, I can see you there. I can't see the comments yet here on the other big thing. I'm not really sure what the hell is going wrong here on the book of faces. But, uh, oh, there I am. There I am. That's my page. Um, and I think now I can see us all together here. Turn the sound down. Get the comments going. All right, here we go. Flavia, there you are. Rachel, Motivational Monday, exactly. Robinson, you need some motivation. I have some things here for you today. Julie, greetings. Don, hello. <laughs> Good day one. Uh, yeah, Rich, get your pants off. Um, <clears throat> Todd, you're getting your first shot on Thursday. Congratulations. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've had both our shots now, Lady Jerry and I. I'm feeling... <coughs> <clears throat> Pretty good. Uma, Keys, hello. I haven't seen Jen yet, Keys. Um, so we've got both of our shots. I'm going to be going back to my jiu-jitsu place, I think is going to open up next week. Um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to go back there. Um, or have back, back there, but outside. Mm. See how, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Dave, you're saying you're working on getting your son the vaccine. They just opened up the floodgates to everyone in Ohio today. So it's like a cage match. Yeah, I, I was my my uh, strategy when it's uh, the door is jammed is uh, go somewhere else <clears throat> and have a beer until things calm down a little bit or whatever drink you like. It doesn't have to be beer. When I say beer, that's a placeholder for the drink of your choice. Weed will be legalized in New York this week. Rich. <laughs> oh. Sounds like it's going to be chill out time. So, uh, Brad, greetings to you in Milwaukee. Oh, there you are, Jen. Good to see you. So, I have been reading this book. Oh, and I can't see the author of the book because it's, it's in the phone. I've been reading it, but I've been listening to it. It's called Black Buck. I um, saw the um, review in the New York Times and... Uh, it's a novel. It's kind of got some intense sales stuff in it. Uh, <laughs> Dave, you're going to double down on your drinking and just see if see if it just happens. It could just happen. Um, 
<clears throat> Brad, you finally got your vaccine appointment for this Saturday. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I really feel like it seems like, I feel like it seems like, I feel like it seems like I think possibly it might be true that uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us uh, briefing, daily briefing people are going to be vaccinated by the end of April for sure. Uh, but, uh, but uh, we'll see. Um, so I don't have a ton of uh, motivational stuff, but I have these notes that I made from this book, Black Buck, which, like I said, is a novel. But he's also got sales stuff in there. And uh, it's a really great story I'm, I'm enjoying. I, like I said, I'm listening to the audio book, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, and uh, so... One of the things that one of his uh, street buddies tells him is uh, everybody's doing some. Everybody doing something has people telling them they can't. Everybody who's doing something has people telling them they can't. So whether you're trying to be a stand-up comedian, or you're trying to be a novelist, or you're trying to be a musician or a singer, or you, even if you're just trying to be a salesman or go to work for a Fortune 500 company, or you're just going to move and try and get a job in San Francisco when you're 21 years old, which is what I did. Uh, there's plenty of people out there telling you you can't. If you're doing something and nobody's telling you you can't, the truth is you ain't doing shit. Uh, I thought that that was a really good one. Uh, you know, because uh, a part, part of trying to do something that's worth doing or that's hard is that there are going to be people who don't believe in you. And who are going to tell you that you can't do it? I can't. I can't. I can. I can tell you how many people want to discourage you if you think you're going to go into show business. If you think you're going to be an actor on stage or in movies or TV, whatever kind of actor you think you're going to be. There's so many people tell you, oh, you, that's so hard to do. And so many people can't do that. And it's just like, hey, what do you know about it? My mom's friend in Wisconsin in 1980. Um, you don't. You don't know anything about it. You do get people who tell you that you can't, who do know something about it, people who've been out there who tell you, not that you can't. I would never tell anybody that you can't. I would tell someone, it's hard. you got to want to do it, and you got to go out there and do the work. And that's what most people who have experience and know what they're talking about tell you. They don't tell you you can't do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Um, when someone tells you it's hard, ask them what they know about it and then figure out what you can do to make it easier. But uh, if you're doing something and nobody's telling you you can't, the truth is you ain't doing shit. And so you got to be out there uh, trying to do stuff and you can't be discouraged by people telling you that you can't do it or how hard it is because uh, if, if it wasn't hard... And there weren't people telling you you can't. It's not even worth doing. So get out there and do it. Any game, in any game, you got to have a short memory. This one I like too. The same book, Black Buck. Uh, any game, you got to have a short memory. Um, somebody tells you something you don't like, forget it as soon as their mouth is closed. I like that one. Someone tells you something you don't like, forget it as soon as their mouth is closed. So somebody tells you you can't do it. Somebody tells you you're no good at it. Somebody tells you you're ugly. Whatever kind of hate, 
talk you're receiving, don't fight it back. Don't counter argue it. Forget it as soon as they say it. That's solid advice in my opinion. Someone tells you something you don't like, forget it as soon as their mouth closed. And this next part is the tricky part. Someone tells you something you do like. Somebody tells you something you do like, gives you a compliment, tells, tells you you're great, uh, tells you you're going to be a star someday. You forget that shit even quicker <laughs> because you, you, that's how they get in your head. They tell you how great you are and then you slack off. You work less or, or, or you actually believe that hype and, and you take it down a notch. That's, that's dangerous. And if you believe them when they tell you you're great, then when they decide they change their mind, you're not great anymore. You're not a star. Now you got to believe it because you believed it before. So you got to have a short memory. Forget the compliments. Forget the hate talk. And just get on with your own business. Uh, so there you go. That's just uh, that's just a little bit of a short today's uh, motivational uh, Monday stuff. I'm going to go back through and uh, <laughs> and read up here. Uh, what's been going on here? <coughs> Dave, you're saying Jake Fest April? No, Jake Fest is not going to be in April. Jake Fest is not going to be until um, until at at the soonest uh, fall. Um, but uh, it may not. I, I'm hoping we can have a Jake Fest 2020 and a Jake Fest 20 or 2021 and 2022. But uh, we'll see. Uh, Julie, your first shot's April 12th. Congratulations. Um, yeah, everybody bring your STD. That's for, that's for sure. Uh, Brad, motivate, motivate, motivate. Norman, you're fully vaccinated now and beyond the two weeks so you can be out and around other vaccinated friends and not worry about getting them or getting you deathly ill. Yes, it's a good feeling, Norman. Uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing you out at a show one of these days, maybe at Jake Fest, maybe some other f- fest, wherever we go, wherever, wherever we go for the next year is going to seem like a festival. Um, people love to be negative about other people's plans and ambitions under the guise of being helpful. Flavia, that is right. That's, those are the people who tell you you can't. And, uh, I mean, the positive takeaway from those people who are being negative is that if they weren't doing that, that's a sign that you're doing something worth doing when people tell you, when people tell you that you can't do something or run you down or try and be helpful like that. But don't listen to them. That's that's more people telling you you can't do it says more about them than you. It's their issue, not yours. Yeah, Norman, that's right. I mean, a lot of times the people who you te- who are telling you you can't do something are people who gave up or set aside or postponed their own dreams uh, to live in the real world. And uh, <clears throat> I got off the everybody bus, as I to, as I like to say in uh, 1981 1980 really but I got off the everybody bus in 1980 so anytime someone starts off something with uh, everybody says this or everybody says that um, that you should do this you shouldn't do that or if you're going to do this you have to do that I'm like well maybe that's true but I'm going to find out for myself because I'm not everybody I'm not on the everybody bus and just because only a few people can do something that that doesn't mean anything to me either. Only a few people can do it. That means somebody can do it, and I'm somebody, so that means I can do it. All right. Just finished a good book by Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs fame called How I Heard It. It's very similar to short stories to the old Paul Harvey. That's the rest of the story. 
uh, used to caddy for Paul Harvey when he was a kid, <laughs> when I, I was a kid, not he was a kid. Sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to turn you into some kind of a <laughs> Methuselah type character there. Um, uh, nice guy, but cheap Paul Harvey. Yeah, I could have, I could have predicted that or I would have guessed that, but, uh, Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs. I do like that show, and he is so awesome on that show. I really, uh, I thought, I've got a, there's a comedian named Mike Rowe also, and at first, when I saw the billboards, Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs, I thought it was that guy, and it, and it wasn't, but the, the that show, Dirty Jobs, uh, I do enjoy, and uh, How I Heard It by Mike Rowe. I'm going to check that out. I mean, Bob, you steered me so sweet with that Ancient Aliens in the Bible that I almost got to take your next recommendation uh, unquestionably, uh, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, I have to say, I'm all, I'm all, I, it's not unquestionably because I already know that guy. Pick, I'm sorry you're late too, but there is a little bit of motivational uh, Monday at the beginning of the show if you want to check that out. Uh, uh, Dave, you're saying you're two weeks from shot two is tomorrow. Saturday, you were passing around a whiskey bottle with a girl you just met on a kayak. Yeah, well, great. Um, yeah, everybody is getting a little stupid. Try not to get stupid. And Rich, exactly. Don't get, don't give up yet. Rachel, you saying you love this? You know, you you have known far more discouraging people than encouraging people in your life, and uh, you have to learn to ignore them and use their negativity for your own motivation. Yeah, their negativity is is as uh, as someone was saying above, and I can't remember. I think that was Norman. Uh, that's about them, not about you. And it's and it's because and they're trying to justify their own choices. And I don't need to make somebody else feel bad about uh, how their dreams turned out. But um, they're, they're they're talking about themselves. They're not talking about you. When somebody says everybody this, everybody that, most people da da da. Nobody does whatever. It's just like well, I, I'm I'll, I'll I'll see what I'm going to do. I'll see what I'm I'm going to do. Um, Bob, you're saying if you listen to people about your profession, you would have never gotten into it. Less than probably 2% succeed at it. Just keep moving forward. That is, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Literally, that's what I'm talking about, Bob. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, you're echoing that. <laughs> Norman, yeah, Ted Lasso, School of Forgetting Mistakes. Yes, if you're looking for a, a, for a fictionalized example of how I would aspire to be in the world... Uh, you could you could uh, do worse than to watch all those Ted Lassos. I think I got to watch those again. Um, happiest animal is the goldfish from Ted Lasso. They only remember the last ten seconds. Yeah, there you go, um, <laughs> Dave. You're only listening to the voices in your head. Yeah, well, those fuckers can turn against you, so you go, well, watch out for that. I mean, it's a good policy, but watch out for it. Um, Todd, you're saying you were told multiple times the odds of getting a comic strip syndicated were five thousand to one, right? You did it. One. 5,000 to one. Not 5,000 to zero. Not like even if somebody's telling you there's no such thing as what you're doing, then you might have the greatest idea in the world because nobody's ever done it yet. But if somebody's telling you it's 5,000 to one against what you're trying to do, that means one guy did it. And if one guy did it, another guy can do it. And if it's 5,000 to two, that's almost the same as 5,000 to one, except you're the other guy. So get out there. Go get it. It's when the voices in your head clear their throats that you find the most disturbing yickies because you don't know what they're getting ready to say. Um, 
Rachel, you're saying, just curious to know if you used to read your reviews when you were first starting out. Jerry Seinfeld says that reviews of comedy shows or any show for that matter are ridiculous because it's not like the performer can change anything afterwards. So what's the point? Yeah, Rachel, uh, I... It's nice to read reviews. The most recent time that I got reviews was when I was in Melbourne, uh, Australia. And the only reason I read the reviews was because they needed, they, they thought that they could use the reviews if they were positive to stick in social media ads and get more people to come out to the show. Because sadly, other people read reviews. But when I read a view, review of somebody's show, uh, that's one person and what they thought of the show. And a lot of times... It's easier and more fun to write a shitty review than it is to write a complimentary review. And so, um, so I try not to read, uh, I try not to read the reviews. I try to go by what I think about it. Uh, I had a, I had an experience in Boston one time. It was me and, uh, um, oh God, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn and I, and Colin Quinn was the feature act. This was before uh, Remote Control and his huge success on Saturday Night Live. So Colin Quinn was the feature act, and I was the headliner. And uh, we were at this club, Catch a Rising Star, in Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts. And the reviewer was out on the Tuesday night, or Tuesday or Wednesday, early in the week. And it was Tuesday through Sunday, this gig. And... uh, I walked, and I knew the reviewer was there, and I walked off stage at the end of that show. I was so glad. Well, hey, I don't know how the rest of the week is going to go, but we killed it on the night when the reviewer was here. And uh, the next day, the review came out, and it was the headline was something like, Johansson Minds the Mundane, which is sort of true. Uh, you know, I'm talking about everyday stuff in my act, especially at that, that time. And... Uh, he made it sound like Colin and I were terrible and that the audience hated us. And the fact is, we killed it. Objectively, if you were at that show, the worst you could have said is, I didn't care for this, but everybody else there seemed to love it. And I was really bummed out when I read the review. (laughs) And he made it sound like everybody hated it, including him. And I was like, okay, look, I'm not saying everybody has to like it, but just because you didn't like it doesn't mean nobody would like it. And what you put in this article is going to make people less likely to come. But in fact, people did show up that week for the shows. Um, I mean, this is a long time ago, obviously, the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. People did show up that week for the show, and some of them... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> brought the review along afterwards and told me what bullshit it was, uh, which which I thought was funny. So they they had obviously read the review and they were fans of mine or whatever. They knew they were coming anyway, and uh, they were mad. About, anyway, it was it was a funny experience. But yeah, you you can't he can't read those reviews or take them personally. And uh, like uh, what's that Elvis Costello song? You're nobody in this town until somebody thinks you're an asshole. So, <laughs> so somebody's going to hate you. And uh, you don't need everybody to love you in order to be successful as a comedian. You just need, you know, you can get 250 people at night to love you. You, you don't even really need everybody who shows up at the show to love you. If you can get 200 out of the 250 people who show up to love you, and the other people are like, well, it wasn't my cup of tea, but everybody else liked it, you know, that's enough. But, uh, yeah, if you need everybody to like you, that's you're in for a long day. <laughs> Parents are fully ma- vaccinated now, Rich. Um, 
they get to see your kids for the first time since Thanksgiving. Boy, that is pretty great. Yeah, you're right. Hand out the Kleenex. That's great. Uh, Don, you've got this little thing you use any day you wake up and there's not a white chalk outline around your body. It's a great, great day full of opportunity. Yeah, Don, I'm with you. I like that. I like those. Uh, it's good to be alive. You know, you got another day of living. I just want to celebrate another day of living. I'm on the right side of the grass, the top. Uh, oh, Mike Rose got a podcast, Dave. I've got to have to check that out. Man, I got a lot of to-do lists to do. <laughs> Rich, you're saying your death will probably be caused by being sarcastic at the wrong time. Yeah, well, I joined the club. <laughs> All right, am I down to the end of the comments here? Norman, you're saying you close your eyes and hope the voices in your head disappear for a while. Oh, I, I've, I've had to do that. I've had to quiet it down sometimes. It gets loud in there. It gets loud in there, those negative thoughts. Sometimes I'm the person who tell, tell, who's telling me that I can't do it. That's, that's the tricky one. When you got to ignore that guy, and it's coming from inside your head. But it can be done. Truck me. Truck me. Trust me. Uh, Ed, in every high-tech startup, there's always more reasons why you fail than succeed. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Comics getting reviews in the moment while telling jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually happening now, Norm. Norman, with uh, with social media. You could be on, on stage and somebody's uh, crap tweeting you uh, as you're doing the show, which is, I think, not either be at the show or go tweet people, but don't do both things. That seems wrong. I don't understand that thing, Chris, that you're saying about not, the American Nazi movies, but uh, movement. But I'm I'm nervous about it. Once in Dayton, Dave says I went on. Uh, you went and saw Carlin. The Dayton Daily News sent the theater the ballet reviewer to review Carlin. Let's just say they sent the wrong guy. Yeah, I, I think that's the other thing, especially when you're reviewing someone who's so successful and and so popular with such a loyal audience as George Carlin, the review has got to be like, look, everybody loves this guy, and in the opinion of the audience that was there, he delivered. Or in the opinion of the audience that was there, he had an off night. But that's the worst thing you could say about uh, George Carlin. You better know what you're talking about, because it's hard for me to believe that that guy had an off night. He might have got mad at the crowd, though. I can, I can imagine he got mad at the crowd or somebody there, because I've seen comics do that. Um, so, uh, do Dave, you're asking, do you and Belinda have a dog, cat, or any pets? <coughs> uh, we have a pet bunny. I'm allergic. I had cats for years from when I was, you know, my 20s until almost uh, early 40, or, yeah, 40. And uh, then I realized by the end of having the cat, I kind of had kind of developed a little allergic. I couldn't really pet her because the fur started making me nuts. And then, and then dogs started bothering me too. And then when Belinda and I got married, she had a dog. And uh, so we had a dog for that period. But every time I touched it, I'd have to wash my hands. And I could take it for walks and stuff but it couldn't be on the bed. And if I was out of town doing a show for a weekend, my my chest would clear up. And then when I came home, I'd have a couple of nights really wheezing. And uh, so I'm allergic. So when that dog passed away from old age, rest her, rest her soul, Frankie, she was a 
amazing, sweet dog. Uh, we didn't get another dog, but uh, our daughter wanted a pet. We had a guinea, we had a gerbil for a while, or hamster, excuse me. We had a hamster. There's a hamster story. If you Google my name and hamster story, I'm pretty sure you can see that uh, from Letterman. And then uh, after the hamster, we got a bunny. And that bunny is still going strong. That bunny's got to be close to 10 years old. Uh, we're taking too good of care of it, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a joke. I, the bunny is very sweet. Um, all right. Ed, you're saying, just noticed yesterday that Cobbs has Tom Papa book for December. Nothing at the punchline yet. Things are tiptoeing back. Yeah, I'm going to have to call the punchline uh, maybe after the show today. I've been meaning to do that. Um, Oh, Chris, you're saying you got your wires crossed with a Michael Meehan bit. Uh, well, he's a funny guy. So nice to be lumped in with Michael. Uh, George Carlin's ashes are spread in the lake across the street from your house, Bob. Interesting. Seriously, it's on his Wikipedia page. Lake Spofford in New Hampshire, in case anybody's listening and would like to go visit George Carlin's ashes. Uh, be sure and connect with Bob and uh, have a nice round of golf. <laughs> Maybe get your cat groomed. Does the bunny run free in the house or is it caged? Norman, the bunny has a cage inside the house, but there's towels laid down around the cage. So the bunny kind of is in the cage and outside of the cage, but she's got like a, I don't know, 10 foot, 10 square foot area. And then Lady Jerry takes the bunny into the living room and has a supervised jump around on the carpet. You got to watch out with bunnies loose in the house because they'll chew on cords. She did through, chew through, luckily, the low voltage side of a... Uh, macbook uh power adapter you know which was financially not great but at least it was the bunny was not in no bunnies were injured in that uh, vandalis vandalism can you get an update on the foam pads on the top of the spiral staircase well, yes you can rachel thank you for asking <laughs> what time is it oh this show's ticking away um our lives are ticking away but i'm enjoying it so the foam pads went in to have a little trim down, a little a little reject, reduction so that when they're upholstered, they'll still fit together properly. Uh, and so we had to drop them off. And so we were one, it turned out we were just one, two nights without the pads, I think. Maybe, maybe only one. And they got couriered back over. And so the pads are here. Now they're trimmed to the proper size. We've picked out the fabric that's going to be upholstered onto them. And uh, the upholstery guy is going to come this week, and hopefully the, they will be upholstered um, in the next week or two. I think, now that you mention it, uh, I think uh, probably a good idea would be to bring one of these foam squares in. They're, they're pretty, you know, the smallest one is about four feet uh, by four feet. Uh, but I could bring one in and show it to you. Uh, maybe tomorrow and, uh, if not, Wednesday for sure. All right. Uh, your dog's name is Leo Keys, and just like the line from The Wizard of Oz, he's scared of everything. For, fortunately, he jumped through the window. Ooh. He's not jumped through the window. Oh, okay. God. I met a sweet dog this morning at the coffee place with my friend Frank. Uh, his name was Otto. He was like a pit bull, uh, mixed pit bull with a giant. He's got a giant head, but he was the sweetest dog. Um, anyway, Dave, you had a cat. Chewy that chewed the wires after the MacBook power supply. It was hoping he would chew through something uh, 110, you know. Do I have pandemic material now for my Ag Norman? Uh, obviously, we can all be talking about pandemic material, but I think that's going to be the problem. We're all going to be talking about pandemic material, so I'm trying not to rely too much on that. Uh, your cat's name is Chewy Jen. Wow. Foam pads, Jake, turns into a prop comic. 
<laughs> yeah, I had my first uh, had my first stand up comedy dream last night since the pandemic, which was the classic show business dream that I'm on stage and I'm trying to. At first, I was doing really great with the crowd, spontaneous and talking about how I'd been uh, quarantined and everything, and then and then it started to get a little nervousy. I ended up waking up before true panic set in. Um, so what time is it? Well, it's three thirty, so it's almost time for our STD. But first. Let's have a question from the question box. What's the best thing you've ever cooked? Mmm, that's a good one. People might want to chime in. I know Uma has made some amazing meals. Uh, and of course, Jen, you've got those bacon popcorn balls that we're all uh, we're all on deck to make. Something's happened with the. What's the best thing I've ever cooked? I think it's probably it's probably the thing that I cook every Christmas, the things that I cook every Christmas, the uh, shrimp etouffee, the red beans and rice, and the spinach madeleine. Those are, those are probably my best prepared dishes and probably the tastiest things that I've ever made. I have made some weird uh, risotto with instant rice and cream of mushroom soup on a camp stove when we were on our Iceland vacation. But that may not be the most delicious thing that I made, uh, but that may be the most delicious thing I've ever tasted because in the moment when we ate it, we were cold and wet and rainy and it was hot and creamy and uh, nice. Um, all right. Any chance I could do a show from the new camper? Yeah, that's going to happen, Keys. There's not just a chance of that. Um, and that's going to happen. I'm just going to shout out some of the other dishes that people have cooked here. Brad Peking Duck. I'm not even sure I know what Peking Duck is. I mean, I've heard of it so many times, but that sounds pretty amazing. Uh, Norman New Orleans shrimp... Shrimp... I'm I'm assuming that's meant to be scampi, not smampy. Um, But I love it if it is shrimp... shrimp. New Orleans is the kind of place where you might see shrimp smampy on the menu. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, damn, I'm in. Shrimp smampy... I gotta ask what it is, but I bet it's good. It's got some. Oh, it's shrimp. It's shrimp scampi, but our friend Sam invented it. Shrimp smampy, and it's got some swampy alligator in it. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Jake, did you see the pink camper on the group page? Uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Pick. I've got to go on the group page. Um, I'm gonna do that uh, later today. I got a lot of things I gotta do. Look up that. Uh, look up that micro book. And then go on the go look at a camper. Mom's mafia style tomato sauce in giant pots. Ooh, I bet that is good, Jen. That's a good recipe. Dave, you're saying Zatarin's black beans and rice. Well, that's <laughs> that's a nice one. Uh, that sounds like it's in that in that same family as my uh, as my uh, risotto. Uh, all right, it's now it's time for seize the day. Well, it's almost time for seize the day. First, let's have a little preview of the Bible. You know, it's Passover, and I hadn't really even uh, timed it out. But uh, last week, of course, was uh, was uh, the plagues of Egypt, and tomorrow is the story of the tenth plague. And so, um, a little Passover story uh, for this time of year, the tenth plague. Uh, that's uh, coming up tomorrow on the Children's Bible, and of course, we've got our letter from Grandma. And now. It's time for seize the day. Seize the day. But first, oh, wouldn't it be great, Brad, to have some barbecue ribs and chicken with your late mom's award-winning barbecue sauce? Brad, 
That sounds really good. But first, it's time for Seize the Day. Seize the Day. All right, so today on Seize the Day, I'm thumbing through. <sighs> oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do the one that I came to first. Today, Seize the Day is from Albert Einstein. Heard of him? He's quite a famous scientist, Albert Einstein. And uh, this is a pretty good one for today. Uh, this is a good companion piece to uh, somebody, you know, you got to keep going no matter if people are hating you or not. You, you know what you're doing. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Albert Einstein getting down with this is a seize of the day talking about uh, uh i think it's gyroscopic uh pr progression procession life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance you must keep moving so let's keep moving it's monday we're heading towards back to back to reality um we're heading towards jake fest we're heading towards me and you in a room together uh, having a beverage of our choice and uh, a hug. I'm a little bit of a hugger. Uh, so happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other and don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. <laughs> tomorrow's, tomorrow's Children's Bible Day. All right. See you.